In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. Mary and Martha weren't twins, and yet we invariably think of them together. You mention one, and you think of the other, Mary, Martha, and yet one of the points of of this particular reading from the gospel is how very different they are. Now I'm standing here, and I'm looking out at the Ramsey sisters, and I know them. Hold up your hand so people can just, come on, there you go, there you go, yeah. And I'm wondering, I know them fairly well, but not all that well, and I'm wondering which one is kind of more like Mary and which one's kind of more like Martha. Uh, I think they might both be Marys, I don't know. Anyway, um, uh, we'll have to talk about that. But it's the difference difference between them, it's the difference between Mary and Martha that really get our attention. Just as it's difficult not to think of them together, it's equally difficult not to, if you will, choose between them to take sides as to which one was right or which one was wrong or which one was better and which one wasn't. We all have a tendency to divide this world into Mary's and Martha's. And it can be men, too. Martha's are the ones that do all the work. They get up early and they stay up late and they get it all done. And Mary's are, well, they just kind of like to read and pray and be quiet and be still and, you know, never really lift a finger. Well, we all do know Martha's. Martha's are hard-working people without whom nothing much would get done. Just think about it for a minute. All of a sudden, there's a knock on the door. Martha, of course, is the one that goes to the door, and there stands Jesus and his 12 disciples, 13 unexpected guests out of the clear blue. The culture in those days, of course, just like ours, I guess, if you have guests show up, whether it's convenient time or not, you try to make them feel at home, you try to put together some hors d'oeuvres or something, so Martha jumps into action, and she starts cleaning real quickly here and there, and she starts cooking, and she starts doing this, and she starts doing that. Martha's a special kind of person with special gifts. And it really takes a special person to entertain the unexpected. And so we see in this little reading from the gospel, Martha doing what she does so well, quickly preparing everything. Also noticing and realizing that she's left, left alone to do it. And not only is she upset with her sister, but from the tone of the gospel, she's rather upset with Jesus. 
And she says to him, why don't you get married to help me? And Jesus looks at her and says, um, oh, calm down, Martha. Calm down. Mary is doing the right thing, the good thing, and you are not. What? I can hear Martha saying, what are you talking about? You want to eat something in just a minute. I'm the one that's doing it all. And so just like Martha, if we're ever in a comparable situation, we get irritated. At least I know I do. And when Jesus says to me, just slow down a little bit. Why don't you take time to stop, smell the roses, be still, listen, for you have much to learn. And I think, what? I want to be rewarded for my efforts. I want at least people to notice, people to acknowledge how hard I'm working, how many hours I'm putting in. Does Jesus just not understand how difficult it is to be a, a responsible, sincere, committed individual in these times? I don't think Jesus at any time denies the value of a Martha and what she's doing. She know, he knows that what she is doing is very, very important, but I do think that he is questioning her priorities. And he's saying to her, Martha, your sister Mary, knows that she has things to learn from me. Martha, and all of you who are like Martha's, you do as well. You have much to learn also. So, we have here a parable. It's a parable about life and a parable about priorities of first things first. And I think Jesus is very clear and he's very consistent about what needs to come first. And I think we all need to hear this. And he said it once before, at least words to the same effect in remarks that we now call the Sermon on the Mount when he warned people about being anxious and, and worrying about this and worrying about that, what they should eat, what they should wear. He says, don't be anxious. The Gentiles seek all those things. You, each of you, Martha's and Mary's alike, seek first God's kingdom, God's righteousness. And these things will be yours as well. Indeed, what Mary has chosen won't be taken from her. The major difference between Mary and Martha is, is that as far as Jesus is concerned, Mary has her priorities straight. 
She knows the value of sitting at Jesus' feet. Mary sensed, she, she kind of knew that Jesus was not there for long, that he was really just passing through, that he was on his way, and that the few minutes he had with them were precious and to be savored. This is a precious time when you come to this place. This is a time to not be anxious about things. All those things that you might have been thinking about, worrying about, thinking about what you have to do tomorrow, whatever, as you were driving to this place today, let me urge you to put them aside for the next 30 or 40 minutes. That's what Mary was doing. She had put all that aside to listen to Jesus. I know I'm preaching to the choir, no pun intended. Most of you, most of you know the beauty of our liturgy. And if I say beauty, I don't mean just, it's just pretty and all of that. I mean the significance of our liturgy, the wording of our liturgy. The gospel next week has to do with the Lord's Supper, with the Lord's Prayer. When Jesus said, the disciples said, teach us to pray, and he taught them the Lord's Prayer. Okay, we all have the Lord's Prayer memorized. We can just say it. We all have, to some extent, the liturgy memorized, and we can just hear it or say our parts without really stopping to think what it's really, truly, wonderfully saying. Uh, next week it is. The, the, the gospel does have to do with the Lord's Prayer. And I will try to break the Lord's Prayer down and remind us what it really is saying. But today, insofar as being quiet and still, because we don't have many moments in our lives that we can do that, we learn from this gospel how important it is to receive we also learn how much we need to receive. And that's the essence of why we come to worship. To be sure, to be sure, the gift of hospitality is a wonderful gift. And Martha, needless to say, was very, very good at doing that. And it's hard work. And it should be rewarded. And it usually is with great appreciation and gratitude on the part of those who are on the receiving end. This world, this world needs Martha's. But this is a parable about life. And it's a parable about doing and being the Martha's. It's a parable about giving and receiving the Mary's. And it's a parable about the presence of Jesus in the midst of the ordinary. And his presence turns it around and makes it extraordinary. It's a parable about priorities. First things first. And it's a parable about two women who in their lives 
and in their attitudes and how they approach things give our Lord and his church an opportunity to teach an enormously important lesson for our time. To teach us an enormously important lesson for our time. And that is, on those special moments, on those special occasions, when Jesus comes to call, and quite often it's unexpected, when Jesus does come to call, things at that moment aren't at all the way they usually are. It's a very special moment and we need to honor it. As a result, we need very, very much to be quiet and to be still and learn. Amen.